This is Chanel Bunger with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast, and today I'm excited to speak with Laura Deirda, Vice President and Editor-in-Chief at Becker's Healthcare, who keeps us updated regularly on healthcare trends she's keeping an eye on. Laura, thank you as always for joining me today. Why don't you take it away and tell us about some of the things that you're seeing out there? Thank you so much, Chanel. And, you know, a lot happening in the healthcare space as always, but particularly right now is, you know, the entire industry is grappling with the cyber attacks that occurred last week on Change Healthcare, which is owned by United Health Group and Optum. Um, really, what I aim to do first and foremost here is provide the most recent updates that we have on the issue, which is ongoing. Um, United Health Group estimates that now around 90% of the 70,000 plus pharmacies in the U.S. that use Change Healthcare's platform have modified electronic claims processing to mitigate the effects of the cybersecurity incident. Early on, there was issues with some patients needing to process their prescriptions and questions on access to care, as well as other challenges that hospitals, health systems, and pharmacies were go undergoing. So really, you know, it's good to hear that there's been um, some of these electronic modifications and updates to the processing systems. So, you know, providers can feel like they're safe and continue to have additional um, continuity of care for their patients. The remaining 10% of offline processing workarounds um, are happening amongst hospitals and health systems, as well as pharmacies, as they're um, really trying to make sure that they can provide care to patients. The cybersecurity issue is believed to be the work of a foreign nation state associated cybersecurity threat actor, which caused enterprise-wide connectivity issues. A February 26th cybersecurity advisory from the American Hospital Association said change has been a victim of the ConnectWise screen connect vulnerabilities, but the organization was unable to confirm attack details further amid the ongoing investigation. United Health Group also reported that OptumRx and United Healthcare have seen few reports of issues, and fewer than 100 out of the 65 million pharmacy benefit manager members have not been able to access their prescription. For those that have had trouble, the company has immediately escalated um, their patients and haven't had any issues with then accessing prescriptions to really continue to provide that continuity of care. Since identifying the issue on February 21st, changes worked closely with customers and clients to secure access to medications during the network disruption. The company also worked with law enforcement as well as other third parties to investigate and resolve the issues. United Health Group did say in a statement to Beckers that they appreciate the hard work of partners as well as the other relevant stakeholders to make sure that providers and pharmacists have the workarounds that they need to serve patients within their system. Um, and as they go through that process, the most impacted partners are the ones who have disconnected from change healthcare systems and or have not chosen to uh, execute on the workarounds. So really, most have been able to find a way to continue to serve patients. And the company also noted that most hospitals and health systems have connections with multiple clearinghouses and manual workarounds to continue providing care. Then the other thing that United Healthcare noted is that as the issue continues on, um, obviously that has made it challenging again or, or could make it challenging for claims for payers and providers to process. Any delays in claims processing have yet to impact the provider cash flows as payers typically pay one to two weeks after processing and, and the issue is only a week old. So as we continue to work on bridging the systems and bringing them back online, the company said that they are developing solutions um, to that challenge if needed, if there are workflow and cash flow issues. So um, definitely a lot going on there and something we're continuing to keep a really close eye on at Becker's. 
The second thing I wanted to mention is a recent huge transaction in the digital health space. Private equity firm Thomas H. Lee Partners agreed to acquire the outstanding shares of Agility Health, which is a medical tech management and services solution provider in, in what is a multi-billion dollar transaction. THL is the company's majority stakeholder and will be the sole owner when the transaction is complete. The private equity company will purchase shares for around $10 per share, which is a 39 to 43% premium over the company's 90-day volume-weighted average price per share. The transaction is values Agility at around $2.5 billion, and THL expects to close the transaction in the first half of the year. The company's board has already approved the transaction, and it won't require any other shareholder approval. Agility provides services to more than 10,000 acute care and alternative care providers across the U.S., and finally today, I wanted to elevate the story based on an interview I did um, you know, recently with Dr. Kavish Chowdhury, who is the chief pharmacy officer at Salt Lake City-based University of Utah Health. We really talked about several issues, but one of the things in particular that stood out to me was how the health system is tackling the challenge and um, tech shortages, which most hospitals and health systems are experiencing at the moment. The team at University of Utah Health realized they had an issue. They had around 40 to 50 openings at the beginning of 2022 for technicians across the system, and that was too many, but the pipeline wasn't filling fast enough either. The health system had a relationship with community colleges as well as two local high schools and an online program to bring in techs, but that wasn't enough. So when a colleague from the Utah Refugee Center reached out with an idea about refugees arriving in Salt Lake City, filling in some of those holes, Dr. Shaudhary was willing to listen and find a solution in order to help those individuals become part of the health system. The contact at the U Utah Refugee Center said that the people were interested in working and ready and available, but they couldn't pay for their education. So Dr. Shaudhary and his team decided that since they have been seeing decreased enrollment in their online programs, they wanted to remove barriers to the cost of education. So they partnered with the Refugee Center and pulled down all the barriers that they could in order to provide a free education for those individuals, no strings attached. Um, and they were able to fund around 80 to 85 scholarships for people who wanted to become technicians. The program cost a couple hundred thousand dollars, Dr. Shaudhary told us, but the scholarships were then awarded and the program's participants um, began. The program has had success since then. Um, it has around 119 students enrolled with about 50 that are working at University of Utah Health. And there are also around 60 program members working elsewhere in the region and 12 have, have graduated and are now full pharmacy technicians. Um, this program really stood out to me because it was able to solve multiple problems and challenges um, and really be a great pipeline into University of Utah Health. Beyond the Refugee Center, they also extended the same um, opportunity for different people across the system to jump into the program um, and, and because the program is part of University of Utah Health and, and people were working within the system, they were able to have the benefits of the employee, which gave them um, extra cash while they were in school. And they also uh, qualified for tuition benefits as employees. And so it was a really rewarding way for the health system to give back and really make sure that so many different individuals that may not have had access to education or the ability to 
um, get those jobs, we're able to fill um, some of these jobs that are so needed within the health system space. So I wanted to elevate that and, and just give that a quick note because I think it's such an innovative and interesting way to um, really provide great opportunities for the health system as well as um, individuals within the community. Perfect. Well, Laura, thank you as always for keeping us updated and for joining me today on the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chanel.